Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. An Erios production. Would I kill my own baby to save a village? Would I go back in time and kill Hitler? Would I take the promotion at work? With strings attached? Would I eat muffins for the rest of my life if it meant I didn't have to go to school? Would I have Satan's child? The Big Ones! Hi everyone, and welcome to The Big Ones! Each week we discuss new ethical questions, ranging from historical decisions to relationship problems to brain-busting moral choices. The questions can be complicated to discuss, but they're always fun to talk about because they force you to look deep, deep, deep with inside yourself. Will you like what you see? Lindsay, Lindsay McManus. <laughs> I got a little bit scared about what your last name was for a second. (laughs) Okay, it's McManus. I knew it was a McMahon, and then I didn't know what Mm -hmm. was going to happen after the McMahon. You could have just cut it off there. Yeah, Yeah. McMahon. It's fine. Us. I will say the worst part about my last name is the fact that it contains the word anus. Oh, did you get made fun of a lot? No, I didn't get made fun of really, but like people would point it out or on my banking app, it like asterisks the first part of my login and then the only four letters it leaves unasterisked. Oh, asterisk. no. Oh, is it anus? It's anus. So it's like a constant reminder. Oh. Yeah. I'm just going to turn Maria down a little bit. Oh, gosh. Okay. She always does that. She's going to turn it all the way down. <laughs> I'm just going to turn your mic off. I know. I have... My voice goes in waves. It can't just stay at one particular... Um, do you just like to free ball? Like you don't even do I headphones? I don't want this because I don't like how I sound and I don't like the words that come out of my mouth. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I did tell her before I got here. I was like, I'm very anxious. I'm a loose cannon on a hot mic. Oh, I know. And I said, good. that's exactly what we're looking for. Yeah. I will say though, this is fulfilling like a... like. Frasier fetish of mine oh, right now. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know if you guys are big Frasier heads. Yeah, you're I like the am. Roz. Yeah, I do feel like the Roz. Yeah. Yeah. The Roz. I feel like you guys are collectively the Frasier, I guess. Yeah, no, no, no. Well, I'm more Nile. Okay. Oh. I'm the dad. You're, I thought you were going <laughs> to say the, the dog. No, you're the You're, you're the, the dog. Nanny you're Eddie. Whatever, oh, the, uh, um, Daphne. Daphne. I'm definitely Daphne. Yeah. Definitely you have to use a British Daphne. accent the rest of the time. Or okay. Irish or whatever oh, she is. Should we talk about our special guest? Yeah, we also hidden? have a special guest. Don't worry. You don't have to say anything. <laughs> so we have a special guest she's a college student she's trying to figure out what she wants to do and so she's sitting in on this just to think maybe she wants to host a podcast one day her name is karina she's got one foot out the door yeah she she is is. crawling for the exit (laughs) karina you could just test out the mic if you just want to say hi i don't know i'm really i'm I'm really shy right now, but oh, hi. That's great. That's, that's, great. that's all you have to do. That's and probably what a lot of our listeners want us to sound like. Yeah. Just <laughs> a couple words and then we're out. <laughs> so a couple things about Lindsay. You used to be an agent yes. at WME. Yes. That's crazy that anyone can even... Actually, I'm really glad about that because that's going to play into the big one for today. Yeah. 
Oh, good. Yeah. And then you decided to drop that and now and then you became a producing partner and now you're a screenwriter. Yeah. Like simultaneously. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, That's crazy. It is. It's nice to not be an agent anymore. It's funny. I have. I mean, you guys obviously know Priyanka, Mm -hmm. (laughs) your Mm -hmm. business partner. Yeah. And her and I have like such parallel paths that's right you do oh my god you do Um, we're like tethered she also was an agent and Mm -hmm. then left and was producing partners with jack black and then now is a screenwriter yeah and yeah that's wonderful and so what did you study in school that led you to become an agent um it was such an accident that i became an agent i studied writing and film Mm. where did you go to school i went to johns hopkins university They've got a great hospital. They have a great hospital, great engineering, great med school, mm-hmm. n- like not where you go for writing. But I oh, I mean, this is a moral question, but I uh, I actually ended up going there. I transferred there after my freshman first semester um, to follow my boyfriend who had broken up with me. <gasps> oh, Felicity. Felicity. Very yeah. Felicity. Like, absolutely Felicity. He had broken he up had broken with He had broken up you. with me during my first semester freshman year. He was a year or two older than me. Who knows? And oh uh, we had gone to high school together. And he broke up with me. Like, I'm not kidding. My second week of college. And so I just decided that I would transfer to the same school wow. as him. And it was like such a crazy process because they didn't even take mid-year transfers, but I like I like orchestrated this. This is less felicity and more legally blonde. <clears throat> oh my god, you're right. Okay. I appreciate that. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Yeah. It, <laughs> very much that. Like yeah. I found a way where right. there's a will, there's a way. And we dated then the rest of college. Oh, he took you back. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He had no choice. I absolutely had my teeth in him. I was not letting this relationship go. Like, so we would, we were all like on and off with the rest of college. And then two months after I graduated, I broke up with him. (gasps) Yeah. You shark. I, yeah. (laughs) A total mislead. I actually love that. Yeah. (laughs) It's such a crazy thing to me, though, because I, I'm so open about being like, yeah, I followed this guy to college, right. but I'm very woo-woo into the universe. And I'm like, but thank God I did that. I wouldn't be sitting here. Right. I That's believe right. in like so every single, you know, decision is the right hey, thing. Hey, whatever gets you to university. Right. Right. Oh, yeah. that's so true. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now, I have to say a fun fact, and we don't have to talk about it, and I can also cut it out, but I have to say it just for Amanda. Okay. Lindsay and Taylor Swift were be- best friends. <gasps> Growing up. Not right now. Growing but yes, up? growing up. Oh, so how I'll did that I do guys photos? Um, yeah. we, she <laughs> sent me a photo of them I, in the sand. Together. Yeah. <laughs> Lindsay. It was, I said it should be the cover of her memoir. It's it's Taylor Swift in the front and then Lindsay just in the back. And we have little piles of sand on our head. Yeah. So were you neighbors or how did no, this happen? No, we went, we grew up like we went to elementary, a really small elementary school together and we were, yeah. That's so nice. where, where are you from in this case? I am from, <laughs> in this case. Okay, so in this, in, yeah, in, in this, this version, um, I, <laughs> and you got, I'm, Lindsay is a pathological yeah, liar. She's yeah, got everything so far has not been true. <laughs> um, I am from outside of Philadelphia. Um, and yeah, like, and me. was she a fun friend? This is 
like I feel like gonna like like this is juicy. But oh my god, is it gonna end up in the trades? Yeah, this is. <laughs> I know this is gonna go viral. Um, no, she what? I mean. If you don't feel comfortable, no, 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 I don't care. I will absolutely (laughs) smear campaign her. (laughs) No, um, she was just a little, you know, like they were annoying. I think her her parents were very problematic. Mm. They were very from an early age trying to push things. Like we would be doing like innocent little like dances to Spice Girls, and her mom would like be to my mom like we need to get these girls a manager and that's why I no longer speak to my parents no I'm just kidding <laughs> <laughs> oh um I could be as famous as Taylor no um but what a, a, a double act but it was very she was just like uh, I don't know probably she probably was really precocious like I mm-hmm. guess that's maybe the like diplomatic term precocious but, but we yeah. were really good friends she's a, actually she is the first person to have explained to me what sex was <gasps> Was she right? Yeah, good question. Yeah, technically, I would say. She literally was like, it's this. If you guys don't know, I'm motioning an index finger into my other hand is making a hole. It's a classic A classic, yeah. yeah. We were on vacation together in Stone Harbor. We were probably like eight or nine. This is crazy. Yeah. And so that I carry with me. We also used to watch a lot of Powerpuff Girls at her house. And my partner right now is writing a Powerpuff Girls live action. Okay. And I think about it constantly. (laughs) Right. Wow. That is like my touchstone for Powerpuff Girls. But yeah, I I also... And when did you lose touch? Mm, So she left in middle school to move to Nashville. And that was like pretty much like... That was when we stopped being friends. Mm -hmm. I would say after that, like... She like sent me tickets to her concert or something like like yeah. And were you like? Did you go? My sister went. Lindsay, I know what a diss. Your little sister, your older Older sister, sister. older sister. She had a friend who was like a country fanatic or something, and they they went and they were like backstage, and I think Taylor was really condescending to her and was like, "Oh my gosh, hi!" And this was during the Red album. Mm. To give you guys, oh yeah, a time oh, frame. There's a picture in my head mm-hmm. now. Absolutely. Was she ever playing the guitar when you were sitting around? Absolutely not. That is a <laughs> falsehood. She had not touched a guitar until oh, she got to Nashville. My God. Yeah. Whoa. Well, that yeah. shows that she had some, you know, drive in her. If she could pick up the guitar that easy. Yeah. I. Yeah. You mean later in life? Yeah. yeah. Later in life. Later in life 15. when you're fourteen. Yeah. 15. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. I love that. <laughs> so she was never strumming away, and oh, you would no. go, Taylor, can you put it down? Can we play Monopoly? No, not at all. <laughs> Let me ask you this. Yes. When you guys were friends, did you look at her and go, "She has it"? Absolutely not. I looked at myself and I was like, "I have it." <laughs> <laughs> no, um, no, she, no, she surprised you. Yeah, which uh, good on her. I mean, she yeah. obviously is so hardworking to oh, like, yeah. maintain yeah. all of that. Um, uh, she's yeah, she's got it all. What yeah. do you get, the girl who has everything? Right? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, that's just a little inside look yes. into your past. It is a, it's a fun fact. That's a great it's fun, such fact. A fun fact. Yeah, because I remember you saying the reason I knew this was because when Taylor Swift did something and you on Instagram wrote, hey, Taylor, remember when... Yes, I I was just going to bring this up. Okay. At her birthday party, I don't know how old she would have been, maybe 10. She, we were riding horses and at her house 
and I got bucked off <gasps> because her dog spooked the horse. She had like little Jack Russells and I got bucked off and I like broke my arm and stuff and she would not come with me to the hospital and her dad would not take me to the hospital. He took my mom. He he took me and met my mom at the mall and handed me off and I had like a broken arm and was sobbing and her dad was like, "Can you please stop crying?" <gasps> It's so horrific. But she did give me a Spice Girls Barbie doll after that Aww. as like a, I, you know, um, I don't know, a token of her. Well, what Spice empathy. Girl? It was Ginger Spice, which was obviously okay. my favorite. And yeah. the best. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I do still have it. I have all of them. And so you commented on her Instagram. Hey, remember when your dad I put it on my me? story. Yeah. Okay. I can't remember what it was. I can't remember what I was replying to. And did she see it? No, I don't think so. But we have a a very good mutual friend right now. And it's very interesting to me. It's weird to me that we're from such like kind of a random town. Mm -hmm. And we both are in a like a circle of Hollywood. (laughs) The circle of Hollywood. Like it's just very strange (laughs) that we are still like in a relatively some like adjusted field. The fact that we have close mutual friends that have nothing to you do you guys with. talk about being tethered tethered You're, you mm-hmm. two will be tethered until the day you it die it is haunting <laughs> <laughs> yeah absolutely well should we get to uh Lindsay's little oh, big shoot. one yeah okay. do you have a little moral dilemma we can help you with <laughs> um okay well i'll give you guys a couple options because i do have a moral dilemma okay that ha- but I'm like, I'm like anxious to talk about it. Why? It's, <laughs> it's love based. Oh, oh, we need to hear it. Please. And it is about like, oh, text like, him. It's <laughs> go to him. Uh, well, yeah. So it's, it's a infidelity situation. Ooh, we've had one of these on the podcast oh, you before. Have. Okay, well, so this is tired. No, no, no. It's not tired. It's just we're well-versed and we can help you. Yeah, I think, okay, so it's emotionally, like, it's an it's an emotional affair. Okay. okay. And I am teetering on the line of, like, it evolving. And I, it every day advances and I don't know what I'm going to do. Because wow. I, my dilemma is I'm very, like, we only live this life once. If you feel a connection to someone, mm-hmm. you should be exploring mm-hmm. it, whatever. And also, if this person is like seemingly very unhappy in yeah. their situation, but they're, you know, you're married, there are things. But I'm very like, shouldn't this be like, I don't know. I'm, I have a hard time being like, you know, you like meet a person and there's a connection. It's like, they're supposed to be a part of your life. Like I said, I'm very woo woo into the universe. I'm probably going to have karma kick my ass for being involved right. in this situation. But is the per like, may I ask a question? Absolutely. The person is married. Yes. Married. And I am single. Right. You're right, single. Right, right. Um, and how long have they been married? Over a decade. Get the hell out of Dodge, Lindsay. <laughs> I'm telling you. Yeah. This is going to get messy. They're mm-hmm. having a seven-year itch, but yeah. it's coming late. And um, what yeah. if I also know that the person has cheated before? The, what, the wife or the, or the husband? The husband. Also, hell yeah, your heteronormativity assuming that it's a man. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know. I'm so... I'm not woke. <laughs> um, you're, wow. you're, you're, you're more canceled. awake than I normally see you. You're absolutely see you. canceled. <laughs> <laughs> right. 
Go to Equinox. Yeah, yeah. Um, go to Equinox. Yeah. It's right around the corner. Why don't you go to In-N-Out, Maria? Are they another one? <laughs> yeah, I just saw a list this morning, and it's like oh, every no. fast food restaurant. And I'm like, okay, uh, I whatever. Guess, I guess we'll just like starve. stop. <laughs> I guess we'll just starve. <laughs> okay, this is okay. So I, I wasn't sure if I was going to bring this up, by the way. Are you okay is, with talking about it at this point? Yeah. Okay. Okay. I think so. I mean, people are going to be like, I don't know, maybe offended, but I, no, it's nothing. You look. I think that it's just a bad idea because there's a couple reasons. One, if he's doing it to her, he'll do it to you. Yeah. So even if this develops, it's going to develop again, but you're going to be on the other side of it. Uh huh. I get that you're saying the universe, you know, if it brings you into their lives or whatever, but that's not fair to the wife. It would be fair to the wife if the wife was like, yeah, whatever happens, but everyone has to be on the same page. Yeah, that is a part of it where I'm like, I be, I don't know anything about her. Yeah. He keeps it very separate because I think he wants to seem available to me. Yeah. yeah. But this is the thing, I think if you kind of look at it as, as this way of like, his has this whole life that has nothing to do with you and you to him you're filling some sort of void yeah he's like using you in a way to be able to like exist in the reality that he has and so when you look at it like that it's kind of like if you're okay with that and it stays emotional it's like i mean i i still think it's probably gonna end up making you feel bad yeah um i guess he's using you yeah no absolutely And Amanda. I love it. Amanda, absolutely. Okay, I'm, I'm hearing you and I'm loving what you're saying. No, but I, I here is like part two of the dilemma. Wait, it just like escaped my mind. Oh, here is I because I think about our situation all the time. And I'm like, in his mind, a, a line has not been crossed. Yeah. But this is like, a let's take it out of this specific situation and just talk about infidelity in general. Yeah. Yeah. If I was married to someone and they were having what I would consider a pretty intense emotional affair. Okay. I would be more offended that it was like purely emotional and not physical because if it's physical, I'm like, I kind of understand that urge and that like exploration. If it's emotional, I'm like, they are, they need They're a different human being. Yeah. yeah. So that is, I think my, like, I, I'm pulling it away from myself and I'm actually saying that it's worse, our situation. Right. But I always wonder if people feel the same way about that because there's so much weight put on, like if something physical happens and I, in my mind, I'm like, the line has been crossed. Like yeah. there is a totally. full level of dependency and relationship happening that like, it's so bizarre because I have very close guy friends that there's, no sexual right. element to it and I don't feel that at all and with this I'm like I, it's so weird how it is like inherently sexual without being explicitly sexual totally did it start I mean how long have you guys been friends for so I've kind of liminally known him for years for a few years but it has been within the last year that this transitioned right. into a thing because he kind of came back into my life I also have a sneaking um, suspicion that this guy um, is obviously he's there's something unhappy in his marriage right. um, and he tr- wants to be caught. 
Like so, he's yes. trying to self-sabotage. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Right. And it's because, you know, at this point, it's like, it's just a matter of time. Yeah. I mean, I always, what is that? What's the movie where they're like, cheating is a symptom of a greater problem um oh is that the julia roberts yeah 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 yeah. um clive owen julia roberts closer Closer. yeah oh yeah you do not okay when i I would actually feel a little bit differently about it if they weren't married um like, like if, if they it was were, just a, I mean, it oh, depends. Okay. Like if they were just boyfriend, girlfriend, I don't know if they lived together and had, were like yeah. really partnered up. Um, Cause I know it's kind of old fashioned to think that marriage is like the only way to signify a committed relationship. Right. But I do think it, it's a different level when there's a marriage. And like, if you're caught collateral damage in the middle of like some messy ass divorce, yeah. that could be could a you. nightmare. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> this woman probably wants my blood. She probably does. She she must know on some level because there's no way I think about this all the time, whether someone's married or not, like, because I don't know about you guys, but mm-hmm. people like I have had other people who are in relationships, like try and start a thing. What is that about you that they're coming to you for that? Because I have never been approached by uh, no anyone single <laughs> like or anyone in a, in a it relationship. honestly sounds like i'm bright it makes it sounds no, like no, i'm no, like no, i'm very it's hot it's not it's unavailable men are like totally yes. that is who is drawn to me and what i'm what i'm drawn to That's and i think it might i think it has to do with me yeah. because i think i am comfortable when i know someone's unavailable because mm. i'm like well there's no fucking chance mm-hmm. it allows so, you to open up yeah, okay, yeah um there's absolutely no fucking chance <laughs> um i so it like yeah it makes you like more open um and there's something kind of naughty about it mm-hmm. yeah maybe i'm a bad gal <laughs> um <laughs> i just think Lindsay, at the end of the day you at some point want to be in a committed relationship with someone right at some point in your life yeah so why are you wasting your time with these Doughboys. Okay, I think this brings it back to the very first thing I was talking about, uh-huh. where I'm like, I am very, uh, I'm very impulsive, but I'm very, what is the decision right in front of me, mm-hmm. not what is like three down the road. Mm-hmm. Um, like I'm more of a actor than a like, you know, thinking about like yeah. not not like an actor in the theater. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. like I will like You're act impulsive. on something impulsive. And so in my mind, I'm like, yeah, this is the thing in front of me right now. And it's going to probably lead to something not with right. him, but it's going to lead me to whatever the thing is. I like it. You know what this reminds me of, Amanda? What? The marshmallow experiment. Oh, boy. What is Oh, my that? God. Okay, Lindsay. Do you, I'm going to do it on you. Okay. Oh, Lord. <laughs> oh, my okay. God. Okay, She's afraid. got a pocket full of marshmallows. Oh, no. Amanda. Okay, this is scary. She's... <laughs> I hate this. Okay. okay. Oh, when did you get those? I don't know. These were in the jar. Um, so oh, I think I hear Craig. Uh, Craig had one of those yesterday, so I don't know. Okay. I'm holding three blow pops in my hand. Yes. Okay. And she's asking me to seductively eat them <laughs> in front of her. <laughs> Lindsay, do you like blow pops? I don't love them. Okay. okay. But, but oh, you need to use something that's appealing for me. Yeah. Um, yeah, okay, that's better. Okay, We're speaking. So more. I have I'm opening up a bag of chocolate covered almonds. Can you do it slowly into the mic so we get a little ASMR? Yeah. Oh, that was actually <laughs> good. My teeth. Okay. So, I have um three chocolate covered almonds in my hand. Uh-huh. Okay, now don't these look good? <laughs> <laughs> they look 
like oh, little yeah. rat pellets. They are, yeah. <laughs> now, I'm going to set one chocolate almond in front of you. Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> now, here are the rules. Here are the rules of this experiment. Okay. You can eat that chocolate almond now. Mm-hmm. But if you wait 30 seconds, you could have these two chocolate okay. almonds. So it's up to you. Uh-huh. Now I'm going to put these out of sight. <laughs> and now, Maria, will you start the timer? <laughs> what if I am? No, you don't say 30 seconds. It should be like 20 minutes. Yeah. I know, but we don't have all day. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so... What if I am absolutely not tempted by this almond <laughs> at all? Yeah. See, that's the problem. Now pretend it was five. How does that How does that reflect on my situation? I, that must be like a third oh, column. Oh, my God. You're right. Like, what wow. is that? If I'm like, I don't care. So what this did, they did this to kids with uh-huh. marshmallows and they would get put the marshmallow in front of the kid and they couldn't they went you can eat this marshmallow now and you'll get n- n- no more. You can wait an hour and then we will give you three marshmallows to eat. And so it's 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 doing things that are it's being able to decide things impulsively or being able to kind of look at the big picture l- big picture of things. Right. Yeah. And so it seems like there's this almond in front of you we right have to now. Take a yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's this almond in front of you right now. Now it may not even look appealing to you. Uh-huh. It's just it does not. It doesn't look appealing to you, but you know you'd like chocolate almonds, so you mm-hmm. you like it being there because maybe you, you know you like the comfort comfort of it. Yeah. But you you don't even want to think about that. There's a whole other bag of chocolate almonds, right? Because that's all that matters to you. Well, let me tell you, Lindsay, it's going to be a lot better if you had all those chocolate almonds. Okay. I do see where you're going with this. (laughs) (laughs) I am not sure it's parallel, but I am loving it. Well, it's all about doing the impulsiveness of like, I want to do what's in front of me now. Right. Can I just worst case scenario here? If you if you keep doing that kind of thing in 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 situations in your life where other people can get <laughs> hurt or you can hurt yourself, that you'll end up alone. Ooh, oh my, oh my God, shit, Maria, Jesus. savage. And Lindsay is sobbing. I am hysterically <laughs> weeping. Okay, this is fucked up. <laughs> I came in here and they're dragging my ass. I open up to you two for one minute. Okay. I'm just saying. All right. I'm just saying, but not, 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 I'm just saying that's the worst case scenario Uh here. Okay. But also I will say, we also do not know what is going on in this guy's marriage. That's like, who knows? You don't have any information. You have no idea. Also like, what if his wife is out and about? We have no clue. That's the thing. You really don't know. There's a lot of X factors. There is. So it's either you're going to find out out what's mm-hmm. going on or probably pull the plug on it because you don't want to yeah. be complicit in something nasty mm-hmm. what are your um, thoughts on marriage so interesting you ask <laughs> <laughs> because I actually have a hard time with the concept not in a um, monogamy way in a like evolving as a person way the like social construct of it like how it really changes people's mentality like you were saying if he wasn't married and it was just like a partnership or you know or a relationship or whatever versus that that like threshold of marriage I I have a hard time maybe I'll meet someone and be like oh my god I absolutely have to be wed to them yeah and I want the party and the attention of a wedding of course sure um yeah I want that for sure (laughs) absolutely um and I see the complexity of 
like having a child. Yeah. I understand those types of things, but I am like, I do. I'm, I'm very like non-tradish. I think. Right. I wouldn't want to be in like an open marriage, but I would be willing to be in a, like, I have a really, um, I have a friend who has a theory that every seven or 10 years, I mean, obviously there's a seven year itch, whatever, Mm -hmm. but he has a theory that every seven or 10 years you should get to renegotiate your marriage. Oh, I mean, I could see that. Yeah. And I bet there are marriages where people do that. Yeah. Also. I just think, you know, I'm all for like being open to things. And I get it. Like when you're married and and I get what you're saying, we're like, then you're shut off to other people. Right. Yeah. But I'm all for the way of living where do whatever you want as long as you don't hurt anybody so yeah so just like you know there are ways to have people part of your life where you do set a boundary or you do and 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 it it can fulfill you but in the process you're not hurting anyone else yeah i would say like it is well it's like technically still in that range. Sure. Yeah. You know, and like that is sort of why like the line, ha- you know, has yeah, not yeah, been yeah. technically yeah. crossed. But I guess that loops back to my point where I'm like, but it's not. Because like, even though it really is this like innocent thing, like truly nothing, like mm-hmm. we don't like sexed or anything like that, yeah. but it's like so much more intimate. that You're I'm, part of each other's day. You're absolutely part of each other's day. I mean, like morning to night. Do you think to him, it's just kind of like, like he's looking at it as anything more than just like, oh, this is just one of my friends. Absolutely not. (laughs) He knows. He knows. First, I will say the insecure part of me always is like, there's no way this dude wants to fuck me. Like, you know, and that was for a really long time. I was like, absolutely not. Yeah. yeah. And then recently I'm like, not recently, I guess. Yeah, I guess recently because this has evolved over months and months, which is the other part, too. If it was like a Fast and the Furious, Mm. I'd be a little bit more like, oh, it's a smash and grab, you know? Yeah, it's um, also this is why people have so many showmances and like actors all the time um, have like infidelities Mm -hmm. in their relationships because when you're with someone all day, it's hard not to like that becomes like the yeah. person you open up to and you're comfortable That's with. That's how Amanda yeah. and I started dating on the side. That, yeah. Mm-hmm. And the two of you and haven't just, stopped touching the entire time. No, we're holding no, hands nice. under the yeah. table. It's a little it's risque so, in here. Well, to be honest, I could talk about this for hours, yeah. Lindsay. Sorry. No, no but this should was we tra- right. Yeah, let's transition? transition. But did that help at all in telling you kind of... Well, you should never have opened up to two shrews in long-term <laughs> relationships who are like... Yeah, you guys are like... You guys men. are looking at me like I am this street whore. No, 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 not at all. Not You're at looking all. at my Angelina Jolie ass right now being like, hmm, that's fucking interesting. Yeah. Us two Jennifer yeah, Aniston's have, over here. Yeah, I have not met either of your partners and I assume I never will now. Yeah. Don't you dare go and see Lindsay. Yeah. Um, no, I get that there's different this situations in all of this stuff. Nothing's clear cut. Yeah. But you got to not only protect the people that could get hurt, but you got to protect yourself. Yeah. I think love is nuanced. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's true. Well, I think so. Just okay. I'm oh sorry. Gosh. She's shook. <laughs> And I just to follow up that chocolate covered almond is still <laughs> has not been touched. <laughs> has not okay, been touched. Actually, we'll say th- by the end of the podcast, if you don't eat it, you get two. 
Oh, okay. That's she a fun reward. Yeah, I don't even care. Well, I should have done it with her matcha. Yeah, okay. That would have been better. And then she'd yeah. have two matchas. Who wants two matchas? Me. You'll be flying. Me. No, I would have poured just a little bit in a cup. Do you want to know something insane? As you texted me if I wanted a coffee, I was ordering a cold brew at Blue Bottle, which I drank <gasps> on the way here. Oh, my God. I oh, support yeah, I'm a girl. So you're I'm a sick. Fiend. You're sick. I'm a fiend. <laughs> what you're saying I is cannot be satiated. <laughs> I'm an infidelity caffeine whore. <laughs> yeah. I love it. That's your intro. Yeah. That's also my Instagram bio. Oh, God. <laughs> Guys, you know what it's time for? Oh, I know. Where we demand that you um, help us promote this podcast. So, Lindsay, I don't know if you know this, but people will not hear this unless the listeners take action. Okay. They have to subscribe. And they will subscribe. Uh-huh. They have to tell at least one friend about us, and they will. Okay. And they have to rate and review. Oh, we should um, read a couple of reviews. Yes, let's read a couple of reviews. And they should join our Patreon because, oh, and Amanda, I realized I did this. So in the last couple episodes, I've gone, you can join our Patreon for just $1 a month. And so what I've realized is people have gone back from their $5 a month <gasps> and just changed it to one dollar a month Why? because i told them it was okay oh no, no hell no if you did that you better up that to five dollars a month <laughs> yeah so we've gone down like forty dollars <gasps> horrible it's my mistake and i know wow well, stop saying you if you're broke you can't just give one dollar a month but yeah, you yeah. should really be giving if you're making at least a hundred thousand dollars a year <laughs> we should be getting at least 30 percent of that yeah you and the government <laughs> yeah yeah no, so so please join our Patreon. You could give a hundred dollars a month if you wanted. You could give a thousand a month. You could. If you if you're listening to this right now and you go and you're thinking to yourself, I could do that, no problem. Yeah. Then you should. Yeah. Totally. Because this isn't, you know, we're not playing around anymore. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, we get, like, really tough with this. I will say the energy in here is unsettling. <laughs> it's hostile it and is. unsettling. I know. I know. It's the only way people will do this stuff. I know. All right. So here's a review from Lil Kim Basinger. So this is from Kim Basinger, <laughs> okay. like a little version of her. Yeah. <laughs> I found Amanda and Marie on episodes of Spontaneous Nation and grew to love them for their own work. I love hearing them talk to each other and they have delightful guests. This is masturbatory. <laughs> I know, but what we like to do is say their names and their reviews so that people will then write in. Got it. Okay. Mm-hmm. And we get to feel good for a little bit. That adds up. <laughs> this is from Meg Meg 2009. The best. Five stars. No big deal. This is such a great podcast, by far my favorite and a life si- and a lifesaver to my two hour commute. Sometimes I listen at work and laugh so hard my coworkers think that I'm crying. Okay, because mm-hmm. she's normally crying. Yeah, love the guests, <laughs> love the, the improve improv and love it when they sing amanda and marie are comedic geniuses and i'm not writing this meg meg 2009 do you guys usually sing we have uh yeah i guess we have yeah we did a a version of shallows (laughs) shallow yeah Mm -hmm. okay yeah uh i feel cheated do you do you sing it's more recognition i sing in my car a lot we can end with a song do you want to read one more because this is just this if you guys write a review you may get right on the air and again we don't want any mean funny ones we want nice funny ones yeah it's not it's not cute to no it's not cute this comes in from yeah i want the hints (laughs) this is my first review ever of a podcast i just recently discovered it and i'm quickly binging through the episodes several times now i've had to get up from my cube at work (laughs) 
and leave the building so I can laugh without restraint. The improv scenes are the best. And again, improve. I can't believe people are having to leave the building. I wonder. Yeah. (laughs) They have to suppress a laugh, get in an elevator, go to the lobby, go outside, and then just guffaw. Wow. Wait, that's amazing. Yeah. Also, imagine like working in an environment where you can't laugh. Laugh. I guess, I mean, I, I guess that is like unprofesh, but... It's I don't professional. know. It's laughter. laughter is the best medicine. So yeah. the, these people should be working in hospitals. Okay. Yeah, well, okay. <laughs> that was great, guys. So we thank you for your support. So at the end of this episode, Lindsay, we will sing. Okay. I'm excited. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Okay, let's go to the big, big one here. Okay. Okay, brace yourselves. Oh, boy. You are a smart and sensitive young woman who wants to be a fancy journalist writer. (laughs) (laughs) Who wrote this? I did. Okay, good. You just landed a job at a high-end fashion magazine. Mm -hmm. Your boss, Miranda Priestley, is a demanding editor-in-chief. It's a high-pressure job, and she's volatile, verbally abusive, and manipulative. But... She gets the job done, and she gets it done right. Does the responsibility of producing one of the most important magazines in the world justify being a tyrant? I understand now why you said me being an agent would be important to yes. this big one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So this is from the movie The Devil Wears Prada. What? This is... <laughs> Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> what? And basically, this is just about, you know, at the core of it, you know, when like artists or, you know, people like someone like Steve Jobs, like yeah. I get, I'm just reiterating what you yeah. just said, Amanda, but it's just like he was someone where nothing was ever good enough. People were scared of him. But the thing, but the product that he created. I mean, he's changing the world. He, he did. Mm-hmm. He did change the world, Amanda, because he's dead. <laughs> well, his rep, you know, his the ripples. There are is, ripples. Yeah, 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 yeah. I guess there are. Um, you know, this is tough. Having been under the rule of some people who were tyrants and the operated. Swifts. No, <laughs> <laughs> my parents. <laughs> no. Um. Uh. This is so interesting because it really is actually so parallel. Like working at. Can I say WME? You can. Yeah, 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 I don't care. They dropped both of us. You're good. Yeah, okay. Yeah, hot. Um, (laughs) uh, Yeah, I used to always, so I sort of unintentionally became an agent there. I was promoted by a matter of circumstance very quickly. I mean, I'm sure I deserved it on a level, but like not to like self-neg, but it wasn't what I wanted. I was Mm -hmm. not chasing the stream. So I was in a room by of with people who were like blindly following this lead of like, I've spent years wanting this and right. like drinking the Kool-Aid. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> and 
I always felt disconnected from that because I didn't want it. It was like, I used to compare it to because I would like threaten to quit all the time. And my boss there would be like, how could you pass this up? Like It was like trying to break up with a super hot guy who's like, mm-hmm. I don't understand why you don't want to date me. <laughs> yeah. right, right, right. Um, and I, my biggest problem there was I used to be like, we don't have to act this way. Right. And there are plenty of people who are in this building and doing this job really, really well who don't act this way. Totally. And I guess for me, that is such a weird power thing where why why do you have to be a tyrant to like do a job really well? Like I know yeah. so many successful people who are the nicest, most like you know, thoughtful people who aren't doing that. And then, and so when I would go into these meetings and that was the leadership and I would feel that way at any company, if that was the leadership, um, I feel that way every day with Brooke. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just kidding. She's a nightmare. No, (laughs) I'm terrified to go to work. Um, (laughs) no, I, I, I don't think, it's not even a question to me of like, is it worth it? It's like, it's not necessary. It's not even, it's not even that it's not worth it. It's not, it's not one or the other. Like, it's not a binary, like you have to be a tyrant to get this result. It's like, find the other way. So I guess in my mind, it's not, I guess my answer is that it's not worth it, but also it doesn't need to be that way. And that's why it's not worth it. Yeah, I think it's actually, yeah, it is. And it also reminds me of the movie Whiplash. And you see this a lot. Like you have to break somebody down. Directed by Drew Barrymore. My absolute dream. Oh no, not Whiplash. Oh my God. Whip it. I'm thinking of Whip it. I was like, Whip it. Could you imagine Do you know how that is how narrow focused I am on Drew Barrymore at all times? Honestly, Lindsay, I went, went, okay. You went, yeah. No, I'm going to self-correct. Damien Chazelle. Uh, But anyway, you know, like this kind of, I think it's a false narrative, but it's one that we see over and over again in media and also in real life that like in order to like get greatness out of someone, you have to like break them down to like a puddle of themselves. You experience it in acting (laughs) class too. Like, I don't know. Yeah. It's like, there's a lot of acting classes that are all about like, I'm going to break you down personally until you cry. And only then can you be rebuilt into this great actor. And I just like, I just think it's all such bullshit. This is going to sound like a punchline. It's not that my that's like my dad you just described my dad like that's how I was parented like very very nothing but the like you like you better show up and do it and this is the way and I like very very strict about that kind of thing which it's tough because it's like you got this perfect result (laughs) (laughs) I mean it works I think they're one of another ways that's why you're not eating the I know I'm absolutely disciplined in your ear I'm absolutely disciplined um (laughs) But I, I do think there's something interesting about it. I think also this is a little bit different, but this idea that you have to suffer to yeah. make great art, yeah. I, I also think is is not true. Um, no. I think yeah. art can come mm. from pain, but I don't think you have to. There's actually a great episode of when Conan on the Conan podcast, uh-huh. he, starts, he talks to Stephen Colbert about this, and they both talk about how they have they used to think as young men that they had to continually suffer and they yeah. would like purposefully inflict pain on themselves thinking that's the only way they could like do great comedy yeah and that now they've realized it's just well, not true i actually that like kind of segues into a huge thing that i disagree with which is like work and school culture of um taking pride in hating what you do and like taking pride in like i've been at the library for 14 hours i mean like 
that's not how I operate. I will like, I like to sit down and in two hours do everything like rather totally. than I, because I don't take any pride in being like, I was at the library overnight. I'm like, I don't care. Like what well, also you don't need to. And yeah. probably your results are not as good when They're you're, and I be at the library for 14 hours to get a, like a C on a paper. Well, that is one thing, but doing it just to be like, Oh no, no, oh, no, I was no. there and people would do this at WME. They'd be like, I'm here until 10 o'clock at oh, night. Right. I'm yeah. blah, blah, blah. And I was like, you don't need to be. And yeah. there's no like cool thing to that. But people kind of, there's this, I feel like this weird thing about work where it's like people think it's cool to like hate their job, like mm-hmm. resent their job. It, and yeah. that's so sad to me. Like I totally understand a lot of work is very hard. And I think it's different if it's like, this is physically strenuous. Like, mm-hmm. you know, like we're working for a paycheck. I yeah. get that. But the, if you have, if you're doing a job like an agent where, you know, you're, you're not in like office. Not a manual labor and stuff, like I'm going a little bit like what the make changes. I also think that it, a lot of times this comes up with jobs that people think are so important, but a lot yes. of times they're actually meaningless, like yes. an agency, yes. like running Vogue. Yeah. It's like yeah. these jobs are, it's not like you are supplying the city with water. No. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> or like even doing like tangible work that no. like, keeps something going my question is though if Uh i may add this into the mix sure is that you know if you you know what they you know what they say um if you want something done right do it yourself but if you have if you have like this bigger product that you have and you know the right way to do something and you have a vision of what it is and people are always falling short of that i know where you're going with this so then how do you raise people up to kind of the level you want them to be now i'm not saying you should be a tyrant in that but where is that line of like pushing people until they're able to to get to where they can be. I think you can have a certain approach and touch to it because I actually Brooke criticizes me a lot for I and it's I'm sure a result of my parenting my parents but and Brooke is Lindsay's boss. Oh yes. Yes. Um can we say who it is? Yeah, Diablo and Cody. It's Diablo Cody. <laughs> um and I always am hypercritical of things if I know the person or the project is capable of being better. Yeah. I'm I don't like rewarding things. Actually, it's interesting because on Conan's podcast when he talks to Lisa Kudrow, he talks about how they were like in acting class and people would be like clapping yeah, for I and they would it. look at each other and be like, "Do we not get it?" Mm-hmm. And for me it's like I think there's a way to be supportive but be constructive without like you don't have to be a tyrant, but you can still not settle for people not doing their best work. Yeah, it's right. a line, right? Like I think there's it's it's like sometimes people assume that you get the best performance out yeah. of people when they're a little scared. I don't know. Like for me personally, that's not true. If I'm scared, I totally shut down. If I feel like I'm being supported, I can flourish. What if you're yeah. in a horror movie? <laughs> I mean, then you want to be scared. <laughs> yeah, I am. Yeah. Um, but uh, but anyway, so I think there there is a line, especially as like a woman in charge, yeah. where like it's easy to be, get called a bitch just because mm-hmm. you have standards. Mm-hmm. But I think there's a difference between like ha- having high standards and being like clear about what you expect 
expect. Like I know there were times when we were doing Ghost Girls um, when we were filming our our web series that like people no one cares about anything as much as you do when it's right. your own project. So yeah. sometimes you do have to like yell at people. But do you? No, I don't think. I think it depends on the person. It's how if someone can't. I would never yell at someone the first time they did something Correct. wrong. Right. I would never yell at them the second time they did something wrong. If they were if they were lying or mm-hmm. if they were consistently kind of and I am talking about if I'm the boss in a situation, yes. if they were lying or if they were consistently um, not taking my feedback or yes. something, then I would get pissed. Like I would be like, what are you doing? And, you know, and it's I think it all comes down to surrounding yourself in an office environment with people that you trust. I mean, it's like the Pixar kind of model, right? It's yeah. like you surround yourself with creators and everything that you trust that are on your same level that you're able to work well together with. And then a great product comes out of it. Yeah, I think um, it's so funny. I was listening to Steve Madden talk about this. The shoe man? Yeah, the shoe man. The shoe man. <laughs> um, and... Uh, he seems like a fucking delight. Really? Uh, yeah. And he like did go to prison. He went to prison? Yeah. What did he do? He's like, he was involved in that whole Wolf of Wall Street thing where he was like, he was kind of, I don't know if the term is insider trading, but he was like, there was a money shuffle and he, (laughs) he went to prison and he was talking about how when he went to prison and he had to give up control of the company, he had to bring in all these people and hire them. And he was like, if you know how to delegate power to people who you really trust, mm-hmm. I mean, the company ended up being insanely successful post him going to prison. I mean, he came back and was working and stuff, but I think it's about like entrusting people that you're mm-hmm. hired. Like if you're doing a good job vetting people in that, I like to give, I've, I mean, I've had a couple of assistants at this point and I usually give them as much autonomy as possible. And it's a little bit like, like, until you really fuck something up, you know, like mm-hmm. I'm going to trust, I don't need to micromanage. Right. I'm I'm here. I'm happy to guide you, whatever. But I, and then, you know, people have made mistakes and stuff, but there's such a way to address it. Yeah. I would say there is a mentor slash friend of mine who's an agent at WME, Sharon Jackson, mm-hmm. who I constantly speak highly of, um, who does have a reputation of being very, very hard, but it, she also is one of the most supportive people I've ever met. And she is such an example of she just holds people to a standard. Like she just wants things. But she does have a reputation of being very scary. I mean, to, to the people on the other side, not, you know, the, everyone that I know that knows her is like, she's a hard ass, but she's so sweet and supportive. But it's like, but what if you're on the other side of that? Like, and you're not one of her people on people. her side. Yeah. I also think that that is such a um I do think it's been a little bit of a like whisper down the lane thing. You know like how someone like gets a reputation, a reputation. and it like stick it's like I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh I, I, so it's tough. I I actually think she just does a really good job of it of right. like she likes things a specific you know like she mm-hmm. just expects things and if you do them that way then you know it's good. And I, I mean, she definitely has guardrails for people, but yeah, 
Yeah, I think. Yeah, so. I wonder if Steve Jobs had been like a nice, kind boss, like a fun boss, if they would have been able to like turn out the same isn't, level. Isn't Bill Gates like a really nice dude, though? Yeah, I but think do, so. have, have you seen th- those computers? Oh, yeah, they're absolute trash. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. Boo. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. He. I don't know what the answer to that is because yeah. you you can't there's no way to be able to tell how the product would have been different if he would not have had such a high bar for people and made it such like made people's lives such hell in order to get stuff right. So there's, yeah. Oh, I was gonna say there's also a line between like having a little bit of fear surrounding you and ruling with like some fear yeah. and being like abusive yeah. to Absolutely. employees. Yeah. Absolutely. I think like you have to establish yourself as some kind of like leader or authority, but, and I, it's a balance. I will say like, it's very obvious when it's swinging too hard yeah. in one direction. Mm-hmm. I experienced that by the leadership of the company I was at and it was negative. It generated a ton of negativity internally. And I, I like that fear culture is so weird to me. Yeah. I think like, because there was no return, like in the Sharon Jackson world, <laughs> I hope she doesn't mind that I'm like <laughs> saying this, but there's this return of, you know, if she is hard on you, she will then become your supporter and backer. Right. It's like where, she's only hard on the people she believes in. Yes. That's and that is what I'm saying where I, that is what I do, where I'm hypercritical of projects or people when I know that they can do something better. Right. Right. That's interesting. Marie, have you ever had like a boss that you felt was abusive or um, expecting too much of you? <laughs> no, people usually set the bar pretty low. very low ground um, floor so i'm always just i leap leap over it yeah um no i don't think i've had anyone like that i i i don't i mean i think like priyanka would probably be that but i don't even she's just she's so not supportive. even a, bo- ever a yeah. boss yeah she's, she's not, a, not boss. a boss but like she's someone who like expects the best but then she's always just like super supportive yeah have you uh at a few restaurants that i worked at i had people who like would try to make you scared and i would just always quit i would just like wouldn't tolerate it like i had one woman who was really mean to me this manager and for some whatever reason i mean i was a terrible employee but um (laughs) she would just like i don't know she was just like kind of a bitch to me and i literally just like she was mean to me um she told me like I forget what it was. I was like standing at the hostess stand, twisting my hair. Oh my God. And she was like, said something in front of a bunch of people that would like embarrassed me. Like, and it was mean, like about like, Hey lady, it was like, Hey blondie, stop twisting your hair. Like it was like really mean and condescending. And like, truly I just never showed back up to work. Oh my I, God. I probably wouldn't either. Cause I am, I don't know if this is shocking. I'm like not very confrontational. I shut down in situations yeah. like that. So yeah. I would just like, vanish into yeah. the darkness of night and never return <laughs> until yeah. until I'm cheating on your husband. <laughs> I'm just kidding. And that's a promise. <laughs> yeah, and that is uh certified. <laughs> um yeah, no, I that is such a hard thing. It's, yeah, and it's like also like in restaurants I feel like there can be this culture like that where it's so unnecessary to try to scare your employees. What about like Gordon Ramsay? 
Oh, yeah. I mean, but I think now there's like a backlash against those type of people. I think so, too. You know, I think it's like not really being tolerated anymore. Yeah. Yeah, but I I do worry, and this isn't that people should be... That people are soft? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Honestly, that I do think lately that we're all very prone to settle for mediocrity to save people's feelings or to to feign supportiveness, where I think that can become very dangerous. I'm not saying you have to be an ass about it, but I'm just saying like, I think we are leaning toward, oh, don't hurt their feelings. Oh, like don't. clap for yeah. any anyone that any, does anything. Yeah, like yeah. that's where I stand on it, where I'm, I'm the Conan Lisa Kudrow in the back of the class where I'm like, that was ass. Why yeah, are exactly. we? Why yeah. are we? I totally agree about that. Like this is this whole thing of like kids now getting participation medals right. yeah. and no one's getting the blue ribbon or yeah. whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah those yeah <laughs> yeah like all the squash at the fair yeah. at the yeah. county fair getting the yeah the squash getting I think a little competition is healthy I'm also a very very competitive person yeah so I'm competitive and I never win yet oh. I continue to be competitive okay I love that dynamic yeah <laughs> okay I'm loving that for yeah, you yeah, yeah. no it, it, it reflects in my personality I'm competitive and I always learn yeah yeah <laughs> no I think yeah, it has to do, I think, with that. There's different personnel. I don't know. I just think it is that balance. I think it is that, like, let's not reward everyone and everything, but, like, let's have a little tact and sensitivity. I think it's just yeah. if it doesn't cross the line into being, like, abusive, yeah. then, like, I think yeah. it's okay to have people be a little bit, like, a little bit of healthy sort of criticism. fear. Yeah. Crit- uh, a little criticism and fear is going to only is going to uh, push you upward. So in The Devil's Wear the devil's wears a Prada um was she did Miranda cross the line yeah so she was a bad boss she did but I am like step on me like I'm like yes like I would have wanted her heel on my face (laughs) but there was no need to be like people no like she wasn't she was just like doing it for her own narcissism well the Harry Potter thing crossed the line yeah when, when she, she wanted, no, when she wanted the Harry Potter manuscript. Oh, right. But remember when we we got caught a glimpse of her vulnerability when she was crying. Yeah, mm-hmm. I will say though, if you think about it, she was asking Andy to do some pretty. Rem- Andy is uh, Anne Hathaway's character. Right, right, right. Um, I think. What's her name, Andy? That's I are think, you thinking so. Andy Anderson? No, no, I, I think, think it's Andy. Two Girl. You're you're talking oh. you're talking. T- how to lose a guy in 10 days yeah but i think her name is andy in devil wears product i don't okay, know fact check it but um she was asking her to do some pretty remedial tasks so i'm a little bit like and she and Anne hathaway had like a little bit of an attitude about that but she was also asking her to like get rid of her entire life in order to be her assistant i whatever. also that's a pet peeve of mine when someone's like you can't have a relationship and succeed yeah, that's so, yeah. i'm like you're yeah psycho. that's weird andrea Sachs. Okay, so Andy. also knows Andy. Sorry, I'm just yeah. wiggling my phone out. Okay, so should, uh, final thoughts. I think we're all in agreement yeah, on this. Yeah, yeah. Should we have a chime in from Karina? Where are you at, Karina? What do you think? <laughs> what do you think, asleep. Karina? You just woke her up. <laughs> um, no, I. T- yeah, no, I totally agree. Um, there's definitely like a border between, you know, just being such a douchebag. <laughs> And then there's criticism. Okay, go off. <laughs> yeah, you don't have to be a douchebag to have some to have criticism. Yeah, constructively. Yeah, no, criticism is can go a long way. You know, yeah. some it's a way that people can reflect on something that, you know, I mean, we all have flaws. We're not perfect, obviously. So criticism as well 
good enough to just change sort of things from yourself. There you yeah. go. And y- we look forward to your criticism of this podcast. <laughs> after. She writes a scathing blog yeah. about podcasts. Yeah. She's an undercover reporter. She's For sure. She's pretending to be a college student, but really. Well, they did it again. Yep. They proved how stupid they really were. Yeah. So let's transition then to Dear Big Ones, which Maria, you emailed me, right? I emailed you. So this is the part. I don't know if you've listened. Yes, I have. You have? Uh-huh. Do you, do you listen? You Did you listen before I asked you to be on the podcast? No. Okay. But look at what the you opened so many doors for me now. I know you've got fifty so episodes. Oh, I'm aware. And pay- I, I was like going through, and I was like, oh, wh- which ones do I? Well, some of I guess one of my favorites would be the Jeremy Connor one. Okay. Um. Um. Another favorite would be Amanda. What's one of your favorite episodes? Oh, I love. You know, I love the Steve Agee one. Which one? Uh, would you one? rescue um, from a burning building a chimpanzee that has the vocabulary of a seven-year-old or a eighty-year-old woman in a coma? Oh shit! <laughs> right, that's a hard one. I'm going chimp. My phone I'm just going died. chimp on oh, that. Oh. That's tough, right? Yeah. Okay, let me get it for it you. It only took me about 20 seconds to make that decision. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. Almond update still has not been eaten. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, dear big ones, the other day I was looking for a parking spot outside of my doctor's office. It happened to be a rainy day and I really wanted a spot close to the door. Sorry, I'm out of breath. Yeah, I know you're <laughs> She's winded. I was going back to the office after my appointment and didn't want to look all a mess. A little SUV was parked in the front and they were way over the lines of the space. Like they were taking up about 1.33333 spaces. Instead of giving the car a dirty look, I saw an opportunity in the form of another empty spot next to the one that was being intruded upon by the little SUV. Amanda's out of breath and confused. Also, this is an SAT question. I am like, where? Okay. So I pulled in next to the little SUV, resulting in me taking up two spots. Oh, I get it. Unencumbered by yellow lines, I felt free. (laughs) Was I right to do that? The little SUV did it first, practically forcing me to take up two spots. Or should I have moved on and taken a legitimate spot? leaving the little SUV to be the sole offender. Should I at least feel remorse? I don't, by the way. Help. Thanks, ghost girls. Love. Truck in the middle with you. Aww, oh, that's, that's cute little nice. sign off. Yeah. yeah. My fear with this would be I would come out from the doctor's office. The SUV would have been <laughs> covered in blood. <laughs> the SUV would have been gone and then I would have looked like a total douche. And who yeah. knows? Maybe someone did that to the SUV. Right. Exactly. Wow, that's a good point. Right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay, that okay. Yeah, yeah. Great point. I don't know. I mean, you do you have to think like okay, so the bigger question here would have been if there was no other parking space and that was the only parking yeah. space. For or me, that's there was it. Th- then then what do you do? Then you take that spot, right? Yeah. But if there's a ton of other parking spaces, I think you gotta think ahead and you gotta go, hey, why don't I just take another parking space so this doesn't happen to anyone else? Was her argument that she did want to park next to the SUV because she felt free from the lines? I think that was, that that was an, an element of day. it. That was an unexpected it was benefit. Oh, it was a, okay. It was a rainy day and she it, it was very close to the door. Oh, okay. Yeah. But there were other spaces available. Yeah. 
but she didn't want she was going back to the office her office after the appointment and she didn't want to look a mess with like all the rain that would have gotten on her this is the thing though we're burying the lead because the suv is really at fault like that spot is just going to waste sometimes i accidentally park really bad do you guys i'm like sometimes just like willy like willy wonk willy (laughs) you just willy wonk it well one time amanda didn't i say she was like half in the street and i was watching her she got out of the car i was like amanda it was like parallel parking she was literally like it was like but then remember you told me to fix it and then i accidentally went up on the curb (laughs) okay so you're just a bad driver is your moral dilemma no no no. what had happened amanda is you parked up on the curb and you got out of the curb you got out of the car and i looked at you and i went amanda you're literally on the sidewalk and you're like oops are you aware in that situation that you're poorly parked or and you're choosing to ignore it? Or are you just like, I did not know I was on the sidewalk. Okay. Uh-huh. Okay. I think you may have some sort of sensory she issue. She's got yeah. balance issues. She uh-huh. did have vertigo one time for a couple months. One time when we were living together, I just heard Amanda go vertigo. And then I heard a thump. Oh, my God. I don't even really understand that. <laughs> she had a bout of vertigo. Oh, okay. She, she yelled for help and then thumped. I will say I am not like, I don't think I'm OCD, but I am meticulous. So I have to make sure I'm parked correctly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I will get out. Like if it's one of those street ones where there's the little marker in the front and the little marker in the back and a meter, I will get out and check oh and get back in the car and move it. Yeah. 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 So that I think is an extreme level. Do you do the thing where you make sure the person, if you're parallel parked, the person in back or in front of you has enough room to get out? Yes. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, if, I try to be if aware. I, like, if you if, can, if you think yeah. of it. Do you know what's a huge parking pet peeve of mine, especially like our neighborhood, Los Feliz, mm-hmm. where it's a lot of street parking not metered? Yeah. There are people who do not park to the end of the oh, curb. it's the fucking worst. Oh, so they're taking up multiple so spots. rather than the whole curb then being available, even if in that moment it doesn't seem to matter, you always, always, take, always park go to the, the end of the curb. Of the, or the red. Or the, the red. red. Just go to, the, go to that. It is remarkable to me that that does not occur to people. Yeah. It might occur to them, but they may just go they might be amanda they might yeah. she, she's just like sure i'll park on the curb sometimes i go back to my car like after i've gone to trader joe's and i look at my car and i go oh my god someone did something weird <laughs> in my car it's like why is it like that and then i realized no i parked it that way i want you to get a cat scan <laughs> immediately do you come out to your car to like a lot of notes on it that are like uh, no, no, but no. Amanda leaves a lot of notes <laughs> no, you I do no. oh that's funny um, I do I am concerned about your brain yeah I don't know it's, it is just this sometimes I also do that sometimes with stuff around the house where I'll look at something and I'll be like who put all my like who threw all, all my clothes out here like why did Matt do that and then I realized like no I did that okay <laughs> <laughs> I Lindsay's scared I'm horrified at what is being revealed yeah wait that's crazy I don't know that's just how sometimes I do things and I'm not even in my body you're in a totally different like yeah head yeah yeah Yeah. or like who put the you know the remote in the fridge or whatever (laughs) yeah I will say like yeah sometimes or like (laughs) why are the the veggie burgers um in the fridge not the freezer and then I put like a potato in the freezer 
Again. This sounds like a house of horror. Oh my. I can't imagine. God, I would have a conniption yeah. in your house. Yeah. Yeah, my husband, it's hard for him. Yeah, I would imagine. Yeah. What's he doing later? <laughs> oh, no. oh, no. I'm just kidding. So, are we all under the impression that if there's other spots, you should take those? Yeah. If it's the only spot, then it is what it is. But, you know, let's just, let's just look out for each other. But I also have the feeling that this person who wrote in is a rule follower. And mm-hmm. so, this was maybe a little taste so of rebellion good. for it's her and you know what sometimes yeah. you just yeah. got to be the asshole so should we just like wind down and say like Lindsay, do you want to plug anything or like say where people can find you oh okay <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> little girl lost over here yeah. doesn't know what she's oh saying little girl lost title of drew barrymore's mm-hmm. first memoir i'll plug my instagram account okay yes and let me just say the instagram account is so great it's so great. I don't know. I'm you, a fan. I follow. Um, but the reason I first got in touch with Lindsay was because she was um, in Ecuador alone. Nicaragua. She was in Nicaragua alone for like three weeks writing in a villa by herself. Yeah. And that's amazing. I, I truly couldn't believe it. My head was exploding. Yeah. And you're going to get content like that on my Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Mrs. Pacey Witter on Instagram. Because you like pacey witter from dawson's creek it's a fantasy that joshua jackson and i ended up together well why can't you he's he's single right he just got his marriage license for this woman he's been dating (laughs) so there's you know speculation he's gonna get married and a couple weeks ago i may be wrong it might have been like a month ago he was seen kissing a different woman at lax and so i'm like what i mean what a dog infidelity am i right i uh, see you don't like See? it when it happens to you. Yeah. <laughs> mm. A little taste of my own medicine. All right. So follow you, Mrs. Yeah. Pacey Witter. And I don't know. We don't have any shows on the air. Otherwise, I would <laughs> plug them. But just follow your, your 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 great things are coming your way. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Undoubtedly. Mm-hmm. And you can follow us at the Big Ones Pod on Twitter. You can email us your dear big ones, which is your little moral dilemmas at the big ones podcast at gmail.com. And also, if you have big, big moral dilemmas, ones that you want us to do as the crux of a show, you know, like, uh, well, I can't think of any because I'm not you. I, and I'm not me either. What song are we going to sing? Because we um, promised Lindsay that we'd sing. Let, let's do Skyfall. Okay. do this for a living <laughs> yeah actually i i enjoyed it, <laughs> oh, I, enjoyed it yeah. I didn't talk but i i enjoyed Love it that. well guys okay. thanks so Thank much you. for listening to the, the big one. ones oh you can say it too you can all okay. say it well i'll scream the big okay. ones thanks so much for listening to the, the big ones, ones. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. 
Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.